you closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. The first episode of 2024. Uh, what are we in, like season three of On the Sidelines by now, Lens? Season three of On the Sidelines. Yes. 24 is here, which is crazy to believe. And uh, hopefully it's the year that all the local sports teams win championships. That's what I'm hoping for because um, we've been a little bit quiet, I feel like, on the podcast because Bengals... They're done, unfortunately. It seems like since Joe Burrow's injury, we we were hopeful. You know, Browning was, he he was having fun out there. He was doing a good job. And um, unfortunately, the season is over, which is just such a bummer. You know, I think we all could feel it right when Joe was injured. It was like, okay, what's what's it going to be like now these winter months when you look forward to those Sundays, sitting on the couch with the fam at one o'clock? Give us a quick rundown, Lindsay, of how you feel about this uh, Bengal season. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Obviously, when Joe Burrow went down in November, it's really when the team starts to get their season going. They start playing really tough football, and they get ready for the postseason over the last few years because it's something that you really can't take for granted when you go to the AFC Championship back-to-back years and then obviously the Super Bowl the year previously. So I think for this Cincinnati Bengals team, it just shows how important Joe Burrow is to this franchise. I know they were dealing with some struggles on the defensive side of the ball, too, even when Joe was healthy, but it just changes when he's there. And I know Jake Browning did give high expectations at times. It was really fun to see him win three games in a row. Thought, yeah, maybe this team will be, you know, knock out a team in the playoffs and surprise a lot of people. But yeah, it was a little bit of a downer year. I didn't think of it going into the season as Super Bowl or bust or anything like that, because I think that they've definitely exceeded expectations over the last few years, maybe a couple years too early than a lot of people thought. But for me, it's just a bummer that Joe went down. And I, I think a lot of franchises could agree if, you know, you had Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, if their franchise quarterback goes down, the whole season just changes and, it, and it's like that in Cincinnati. It really is. And I feel like this was just the year of injuries. I mean, how many quarterbacks were out total? Wasn't it like 10? It, it was insane. It was a lengthy list. Yeah. And that makes, weird. that makes it really hard when you, you love the sport of the NFL because you like to watch these starting quarterbacks, you know, especially in the AFC side. It is loaded a gauntlet when it comes to starting quarterbacks and right now there's a lot of backup quarterbacks going into the postseason Mm. and this feels like such an aggressive word to use but was the Bengals past season was it a fail in your opinion I think a lot of people want to look at it that way but for me personally I think it would have been a failure if Joe Burrow was healthy and they missed the playoffs so with Joe Burrow going down I think you can kind of look at it and say hey look, he's a difference maker. He's not out there that you're probably not making the playoffs. You finished last in your division, but everybody had a winning record in the AFC North, which is absolutely crazy. I think they said it was 1930-something the last time a division had all winning teams finish the season. Uh, But for the Cincinnati Bengals, I wouldn't say failure, just disappointing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, How do you feel as far as what Joe Burrow's been saying this week about T? Because that's a big thing right now. We're all kind of... Hanging on, you know, by a thread with what's going to happen with uh, with T right now. 
Yeah, that is the biggest thing when it comes to these free agents. Will the Cincinnati Bengals have their players back when it comes to the core? You have Tyler Boyd, you have T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is still going to be under contract. But for T. Higgins, Joe Burrow talked to the media, and it really sounded confident. Joe is huge when it comes to front office decisions and what is happening behind the scenes with the coaching staff and any of the moves. And he even said, I've made room in my contract for, for things like this. And I think that's extremely important for me personally. I think for T. Higgins, it's probably not a multi-year contract extension this offseason. But I do think that they're, they're going to franchise tag him, meaning he'll play for about $21 million next year on a one-year deal. And a franchise tag is you play with us or you sit out and you don't get paid. So normally players will miss training camp or they'll miss some of the off-season workouts, but they will show up when the games start. Okay. Um, do you think we'll get him? What do you think is going to happen? In the future with T. Higgins, look, I would love to say that they're going to be able to, and, and they can, and I do think that they can afford it because Joe Burrow's contract really doesn't start to kick in until 25, 26. But at the same time, they're going to pay Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is probably going to reset the wide receiver market, making 29 to $30 million a year. You're going to want to probably get a four-year. He might ask for a three-year deal. They'll probably pick up his fifth-year option. So I think that's your main focus is you want to make sure Jamar Chase is under contract. If they get T. Higgins, too, amazing. But I think they're going to franchise tag him. Okay. And, uh, you know, I feel like we just had some doctors in the studio this week from OrthoSensi, the very – sponsor of this podcast and we're always asking them what do you think about joe what's going on about this 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 because we were just saying there have been so many injuries unfortunately this season but when do you think joe will be back out there yeah, you know, it's a lot of researching. And then Do you have I'll, any intel, Lindsay, over there? I, I will say this. I will say this when it comes to what we can just see right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. And one thing you know about Joe Burrow, he's very mysterious. You don't hear a lot with Joe Burrow when it comes into the offseason. The contract extension was behind closed doors. Nobody really knew what was going on until week one of regular season, until the Kansas City Chiefs took the field. Joe Burrow's announcement came out, which I think was pretty funny. But at the same time with Joe Burrow, he wasn't wearing his wrist for the first time his uh wrist uh band uh bandage his little yeah his little um what are those called something that holds it in place i guess um brace a brace that's what it is brace (laughs) there it is ding 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 (laughs) um but he wasn't wearing that i don't know if it was just because it was his first time in front of the media where he was speaking he's obviously on the sidelines he's at practice he's a big part of what's going on behind the scenes but he wasn't wearing that in his press conference but he did he was really honest he's like look i'm not trying to put a timeline on anything I'm hoping to throw when OTAs get here. That'll be the spring near May, June-ish. He'll probably be out there throwing the ball again, and then we'll get more updates. And obviously, we'll have our wonderful physicians coming in from OrthoSensei, and we'll be able to get some more updates as Joe Burrow takes the field again. Yeah, and you can listen a few episodes back. It's been a few months ago since we interviewed one of their doctors about his wrist injury, and he shed a lot of light on this type of injury. It's pretty rare, you know, like, and especially with the flick of the wrist and just, you know, simple things that... um, will affect him but uh, he he had some really good points if you want to check a few episodes back but uh, let's switch gears to Bengals offensive coordinator getting some interviews you think he's going to get a head coaching job who's going to replace him what are your thoughts on this yeah Brian Callian he has four interviews right now and this could be the year for him that that he gets that opportunity I know the Titans the Falcons the Chargers just a few of the teams that have reached out to Brian Callahan to get the interview and it's something that we've seen over the last few years when it comes to the Bengals coordinators Brian and Callahan's getting interviews. He only had two last year. He has four already this year. And then Lou Anarumo was a guy who, over the last few seasons, really thought he was going to go to the Cardinals last year. Those interviews really lasted until 
pretty much March because the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. They ended up hiring one of the Eagles coordinators, and Lou Anarumo was back in Cincinnati. So far, no interviews for Lou Anarumo, so I expect him to come back to Cincinnati, and I still feel like that is a win-win, even though the defense had a down year. But for offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, I think this is going to be the year that he gets a head coaching opportunity. I know how a lot of Bengals fans feel because if your offense isn't going well or you, you know, you're dealing with injuries, people are hard on the offense and the play calling. But Brian Callahan is a huge part of what they do behind the scenes. And then obviously Jake Browning, um, his success over those three to four games, I think has proved to a lot of teams, hey, this guy, you should hire him as your head coach. People love offensive-minded coaches, and he's been able to do that over the last few years. Um, the, the players even voted him as one of the top coordinators in the NFL, so I think that's going to be huge for him. And if they do hire Brian Callahan, the good news is I think they have his replacement in, indoors. It's going to be quarterback coach Dan Pitcher. That's who I'm guessing. He works closely with Joe Burrow. He works closely with the offense. So you wouldn't really have much of a drop-off just because you do have a guy who's already in-house. So uh, good luck to Brian Callahan. You always want people to get those opportunities, and uh, yeah, and good luck to Dan Pitcher, who could probably get an in-house promotion. Okay, expectations for the offseason, Lens. Yeah, expectations for the offseason are definitely who's coming back when it comes to free agency. I know we talked about T. Higgins. I still expect him back for one year. Will they spend big money when it comes to some of the defensive side? Offensive linemen, they could lose Jonah Williams, so you'll need a new right tackle. You look on the defensive line, DJ Reader obviously dealt with an injury late in regular season. That was really unfortunate. It's a contract year for him. Will they bring him back? And I think you have to be big spenders because as I mentioned before, you still have money left over. The Joe Burrow contract doesn't hit you for another year and you can spend that money even if it is signing Jamar Chase to his offseason extension. So still be big spenders. And when it comes to draft, I think they're going to pick at 18. There's a chance that they trade up. They'll have nine picks in this draft, which they'll be picking a lot for them and they do value their picks. Will they go wide receiver? Will they go offensive line? And will they go interior defensive line? So that's something to keep an eye on. But they do have some holes that they they do need to shore up. And uh, to be determined if Joe Mixon is back in stripes, we'll find out in early March. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Lindsay, <laughs> for that. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. So speaking of contracts, all this mumbo jumbo, I want to switch gears over to the Reds. Uh, First time in, what, 17 years without our guy, without Votto. Mm -hmm. How do you think this is going to change the vibe? Opening day is a little over two months away. It'll be here before you know it. And he's just such a part of this team in our city. How do you think? How do you think it's going to be? What what do you think? Obviously different. You know, it's been over... Like you said, almost it's almost 20 years almost if you 20 think about years, it. Around, yeah. around three more years on that. Um, but it's been insane. And, and what will that look at, like without Joey Votto out there? And I think, you know, you do have a lot of young guys who really cherish his advice and what he's been able to bring to the clubhouse. But I still feel like, you know, they benefited a lot. Even when Joe, Joey Votto wasn't there and he was dealing with injuries, they were able to step up and, and, you know, really kind of be a year ahead than a lot of people.
people thought they would be. I think they'll be fine, but I think as a fan favorite, a lot of people are going to miss him in the clubhouse and wish him well, you know, to be determined on what's next. If, you know, continues to play ball, he goes in the broadcast booth, maybe the Cincinnati Reds bring him back for something. If it's coaching or maybe on a one-year deal, we'll see what that looks like. But, um, yeah, it's really unfortunate. But I also understand the Reds' point of view. You know, at some point you, you do you do move on, and it was going to be pretty pricey even if they tried to re- rework something out. So it kind of makes sense for, for them on that side as far as a business side. But, um, but yeah, we'll miss Joey Votto. We will miss him. What do you think he's going to do now with his – I mean, assuming he – do you assume he'll retire, retire now or – I I don't think so. You don't think he will? He's got like a year or two left in him because anybody can pick him up. Yeah, at you know, this point. they can. And he's one of those people where I wouldn't be surprised if he just left and just was we never heard from Joey Votto again. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be he, surprised, he, yeah. He's, he can be quiet like that. I know he's funny on social media. It's really cool to see that over the last few years. But um, I still think he has another year or two left in him. And maybe he takes a year off and he comes back. Uh, but we'll see what that looks like. I just feel like the baseball world still needs Joey Votto, even if it isn't on, you know, in a clubhouse, maybe in a broadcast booth or, or maybe uh, on a coaching staff. And he does do great when he's in the broadcasting yes. booth. When they have him on, he's quick-witted. He's... He's uh, fun to watch. And, of course, like you mentioned, too, with his social media stuff, he's into chess. He's got so many fun little things that uh, he could do. So whatever happens, Joey V, we wish you the absolute best. Cincinnati loves you so much. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. You know he is. Can you imagine? Uh, talk about a dream guest on our show. Uh, spring training. Lindsay, you're going. Yes, spring training. Glendale. I am going there for a few days. I highly recommend if you are a baseball fan, if you love warmer weather and you want to get out of Cincinnati, this team is exciting. A lot of young guys. I try to go out there. The COVID year kind of messed things up, so it's been a couple years. But Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale, it's so much fun. Go out for a few days, and I'll be going out for a long weekend, the 29th through the 3rd. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll see some people out there. And I'm, I'm hoping – to have a little podcast live yes. from one of the games. Well, you're going to be with Randy Rico. Randy Rico, she's and the best. If you know her, she's on WLWT. She's a meteorologist over there, and she is a blast. So if anything, just hand her the mic and have her just host the whole episode. Honestly, she can be the special guest. 100%. She, she can talk. She can talk. That girl, oh, she is so much fun. We love you, Randy. Uh, is that it on the Reds front? Anything else we want to That's it. Opening on day that? will be here before you know it, and we'll obviously be really excited about that. I, I can, I'm trying to convince Molly that we should go live at a day game, so you never know. Maybe we'll bring that back. We, you know, we tried to do that this past season, but it was so hard with our schedules and coordinating, yep. and the Reds were really good, and then tickets. Tickets were insanely expensive. Yes. You know how that goes. But uh, I want to circle back, though, because as we were walking into the studio to record this, we were talking about all of the um, there was a big retirement announcement today or this week in the football world. And then some that announced they are parting ways, I say, mm-hmm. with air quotes. Start with Belichick, Lins. Yeah, what's crazy, 24 years with the New England Patriots, what he was able to do with Tom Brady's six championships. It's crazy to think that pretty much most of my, all my sports-loving life, he was the head coach for the Patriots. It's all we know. He's the greatest, I would say, greatest NFL coach to ever coach in the, in the league. And what's crazy about him is he agreed to part ways with the New England Patriots. They're going to go a different way to be determined on who their next head coach will be. But it doesn't sound like he's hanging it up. There's a chance that maybe he goes into a front office role, maybe he he goes to, and to another team to be a head coach. It, it's insane to me because he's in his 70s. And credit to him, I mean, it just sounds like 
oh my goodness, that's a lot to to take in and, and go to another franchise after everything he's done. He can relax if he would like that's to. That's what we were saying. We're like, go sit on a beach, but, but hang out, relax a little bit. But he's like, no, he, you yeah. know, some people, it's just football, football, football. Yeah. And it really doesn't sound like it's the end for, for Bill Belichick, but the end for him in New England. Okay. And then uh, who else announced they were parting ways? There was another big announcement today. I'm blinking. Yeah, it was um, actually yesterday. Um, the Saban, Seattle, right? Saban? Saban, Pete Carroll. Yes. Pete Carroll is, it, it, I know a lot of people, it's huge because he was with the Seattle Seahawks for a really long time. But uh, he agreed to part ways with the Seattle Seahawks as a head coach. He'll be working in the front office. But Nick Saban is the next big thing. 17 years with Alabama. Another guy who, I think they said he had 29 losses out of 17 years of coaching. Jeez, which insane. is insane. That's Six his first year. Yeah. Um, they'll be moving on from him. And, uh, you know, that, that's it, not even moving on from him. He decided to retire. You know, sometimes when it comes to these retirement announcements, they announce it before they retire. They get that one last year in to kind of enjoy the last time coaching or playing. And he just decided, you know, it's it. It's done. I'm going to go relax now. I've made a lot of money and I've done a lot of good in college football. So he would probably be, I would say, the greatest college football coach. Wow. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting week. There's been a lot going on. So, uh, of course, we'll be back in a couple of days. We're going to get to um, a new routine of new episodes every Tuesday afternoon here on the sidelines. We have a lot of exciting stuff planned for 2024. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up, so we'll be covering a lot of uh, information with that um, almost a month from this week. I mean, February 11th. I can't believe it's going to be here before you know it. I'm just excited, too, about the Super Bowl halftime show. Performer, Usher. Oh, Usher. Usher. That's going to be, be so, so good. good. So, a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, we uh, have it all here for you on the sidelines, all brought to you by Orthosensi Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We'll be back in a couple of days. We'll chat with you then.